Hi, and welcome to the Village Traders Podcast. I'm your host, Njabudan Sabandi. This podcast is aimed at helping you and experienced traders navigate the markets and learn from other traders. My guest today is a returning guest, Sean Mbongeni. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Good, man. Good to be back. And yourself? Ah, man. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, I'm also, it feels good to be back from holiday, man. Um, I'm actually just um, loving doing these interviews because I learned quite a bit. Because last week we didn't have an episode, and um, yeah, we're That's returning good. with a returning guest. <laughs> yeah, and you've been a dad since we la- last time. We <laughs> yeah, man, it's good to be back. Uh, I must say, uh, <laughs> I've been following you religiously. Yeah, no, thanks a lot, man. Um, let's let's uh, get straight into it, my G, my G. Um, so one of the things that I've been struggling uh, with recently is the trailing of the stop uh, and, and dealing with targets in this aspect of leaving money on the table. Can you take me through your stop loss methodology and mm. how you are trailing your stops? Mm. Um, okay, cool. Basically, how I trade, I, I'm a guy who likes market, market structure. In, in, in other words, I follow simple doubt theory of higher highs and higher lows. Uh, if we're in an uptrend and lower highs and lower lows, if we're in a downtrend. So what then happens is when I enter a trade, I look to um, put my stop loss. Let's say I'm going long. I, I look to put my stop loss at, a, at the last swing low. Um, I hope I'm making sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that if, that is violated, it has broken market structure. In other words, it has failed to do a higher high and it's done a lower low. Um, therefore, that invalidates my setup and I'm happy to go out of the trade. But if the structure is still maintained, higher highs and higher lows, I'm happy to hold on to the trade. Uh, yeah, I, basically that's how I look at placing my stop loss. And the idea of trailing and stop loss, um, it's, it's, it's not the easiest, I must say. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to be caught in a trade um, and be in the money uh, for quite some time. And then the thing reverses. And then you find yourself out of the money when you've been in, in, in good money. Yeah. So what I then do is I follow the same principle of higher highs and higher lows. Um, if I, when I look at a swing um, and then the thing is continuing, because we know the market doesn't move in a straight line. Yes, yes. I then move my stop loss accordingly. Um, yes. So... That's that's basically how I do my stop loss. Um, as the market moves in my favor, I move my stop loss accordingly. You don't want to move, move your stop too tight again because you don't want to squeeze in your trade and then you make a little bit of money and then suck yourself out of a trade. But at the same time, you want to leave in. Um, you you don't want to make your stop loss too wide, so that you see yourself in the money. And then you see yourself out of the money all over again. So yeah. it's, it's, it's quite something, you know, that I think every trader out there has to tweak it up in their own way. But that's basically how I do it. 
Okay. So do you wait uh, for the market to take out the next high before you pull it to the previous, uh, to the previous swing low? Yes, yes. Um, and more, more often than not, I rather wait because in my early, early years of trading, that's not, that's not a long time ago, by the way. Let me just put it disclaimer. <laughs> in my early, early stages of trading, I think that's a better statement. Um, <laughs> I usually exited trades too early. You know the emotions that come with trading. And yeah, you see yourself yeah. in the money and then you see a little red candle. Then you think, ah, you know what? Things reversing, and then you take you, you you catch your profits, and then you see the thing move so much, and it hits your target and beyond. So it's it's a discipline. You know? It's it's really really a discipline. You have to teach yourself to follow. Yeah. So talk, talking about let, letting uh, winners run, uh, how how do you or rather what's what's your methodology on on um, your take profits? Do you set uh, targets or do you only exit at stop? Um, normally, uh, my trading style is I'm a swing trader, so I try to capture a swing. Um, but uh, so 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 as a result, my take profit is normally a hard target. Um, but you know you have to be quite flexible. You know. Um, I can take you a simple example. I think two days ago, Monday, I had a long uh, Euro-Japan pair. Um, I traded a ABC reversal. My initial stop, I, I used Fibonacci's on that trade. My initial target, I mean to say, was the 161% uh, move. But then I saw the momentum was crazy with the news that came out the other day, um, Pfizer with the COVID vaccine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing rallied, so I managed to move my TP from a 161.8% fib all the way to the 261. So I made quite a decent return on um, that day. So yeah, I, I do place a hard stop to answer your question. I, I mean, I, I had take profit. But you really have to be flexible because, you know, sometimes you can see that this thing has got so much steam. So you want to enjoy that. Uh, you want to ride it as much as you can. But uh, it's, it's, I think the, the other trick I, I do like to, to use is I look at my candles. Um, if I see high momentum candles, then um, my bullish bias uh, continues or that's if i'm long yeah yeah uh, if i don't see weeks at the top then i try to yes yeah i try to act accordingly and try to make as much of the move as i possibly can okay yeah in in, in recent times I've, I've started to kind of adopt a similar style where upon entry i have my my, my target in place i have my stop obviously and my my target in place and then as as the trade is moving in my direction, uh, from time to time you you it doesn't happen very often, but you you get um, another setup that occurs before you hit your target, and that target takes you even higher 
than yes. the yes. target that you actually had prior. Then when you add into that position, you increase the target of the, the initial trade, which is something that, uh, something that uh, has happened mm. with the, um, one of the trades that I'm currently on with uh, African Rainbow, where mm. I entered on a falling wedge and then this thing rallied and then I got uh, uh, over, the, over the past couple of weeks, I think, uh, I had a nice bullish flag mm-hmm. there and the flagpole structure took mm-hmm. me to even higher levels than I had put in place. So my target moved accordingly as well. So it's kind of hard not to, 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 but uh, also on, on, on the flip side, on a, a separate trade, uh, which, uh, you know, I got exited today as we were recording on Thursday, on Wednesday, um, where I'm hit, my, my target is hit that I put in place, my target is hit. However, you know, it, it, it seems like I left money on the table. So how do you work with, how, how do you tell that I'm, now I'm being a hogger or this is a strategy of just letting my winners run? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to, uh, to your earlier point, you don't want to hog a, a trade so much that it tends, you're turning a winner into a loser. <laughs> Yes, yes. You know, you know that's that's really a good question, bro. Um, <laughs> I really don't have a strict answer to that question. <laughs> uh, it's it's still a work in progress. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes, well, what I generally do is uh, sometimes it's good to be content with the profits that you've made. I mm-hmm. Generally, like setups of that that give me a risk reward ratio, one to three, one to four, one to five. Well, that, that that's that's one of those. That's they very that's hard what? to come by. One to six, my goodness, that's that's good stuff. But like if I'm if I'm in a one to three trade, I'm content. I'll be honest. Um, even if I would try to hold it longer, um. What I then do, I'd rather take, let's say, half the position and let's see if it rallies. If, and if it doesn't rally, big deal. Yeah. I'll take whatever money is there. But generally, I try to do a one to three risk reward ratio. Then I'm content. Then I know I won't overstay my welcome because I know I've reached my target, really. It's, I, it's painful to see it go further. It's really, it really is, but it is what it is. You work with a set of rules. Um, then what's the point of working with rules if you're not going to follow the rules? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, unless, unless part of your, your rules is only exit at, uh, at, at, at stop when you are trailing that stop behind you. And something similar uh, with, with uh, Garth said the other day um, that sometimes it's important to... Uh, to keep the 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 tech running, you know, take those profits here and there, uh, and don't don't mm. don't hog into into mm. trades. Mm, mm. I agree. So uh, when 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 I we agree. when we spoke the last time, you you did mention that um, you were initially a uh, equities trader before you moved into trading ethics. Uh, and and you know, equities has a, a bunch of single event risk that you could find yourself on the wrong side of the event or on the right side of the event. Is your trading a bit different 
um, in terms of your stops and targets and trailing thereof mm. when, you are tra- when you are trading equities than now when you are trading FX or it's more or less similar? Well, um, there's really not that much of a difference, really. Uh, it's there, yes, there is a slight difference here and there, but it's not something to write home about. Um, I know when I started with, uh, when I started trading equities, it was more long term. I looked at your daily, your weekly charts. So uh, the movements that I was looking at there was 20%, 30% more move for, for a certain stock. And we, we, we know it takes a bit of time. Um, with FX, I know getting those movements, 20%, 25% is nearly impossible. Um, but I trade lower time frames, and obviously leverage helps. And yeah, it's, honestly, honestly, Njavolo, the difference is almost the same. It's, it's hard to pick one over the other. I just could not um, trade stocks on a lower time frame. Mm-hmm. I prefer FX on a lower time frame because I switch from longer term to shorter term to, to shorter term trading. I still do look at equities. I still trade those, but it's you know it's that account that doesn't get any withdrawals. I don't withdraw from that account like anytime soon. It's that long term portfolio where you just forget about it, forget it exists. Yes, I do use leverage products. But it's the principle is still the same, but it's just that the time frames that I use for FX and for equities, it's totally different, but the principle is generally the same. Got you, got you. And, and you know, uh, speaking, going back to, to, to uh, trailing stops and the like, how do you handle the pain of trailing a stop and mm-hmm. market hitting a stop and watching the market going right back into your direction and feeling like, ah, maybe I should not have trained my stop, uh, you know, too soon or whatever the case <laughs> is, especially uh, on the next, uh, on the next trade. Whew. Um, it's never easy, bro. It's, it's, it's the worst thing that can happen to you, especially uh, it, it trains your, 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 what do you call it? Um, your mojo uh it's, just, it's like <laughs> it's as if the market is watching your next move because uh, the next move you try to hold it <laughs> okay i'm not going to do the same mistake that i did last time i'm going to be patient this time and then boom your stop takes you out it's a loss and the previous time it took you out for a small profit and then it rallied to your target uh, it, it varies um what you have to do is um, just pick yourself up and move on to the next trade. Act like nothing happened. It's not easy. It's not nice. But move on. Get over it. Um, take your next trade um, and then do it. Um, it's like when I, used to, when I used to work in sales back, back in the day, my boss always used to say, look, Sean, you did good sales last month, but this month you did poorly. Um, things, and then you try to use the last time as an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. You always say you're only as good as your current performance. So yeah. if someone new comes into the office 
and then they see your stats for this month. They won't ask for your stats from last month. They'll only judge you based on the current stats. So if, based on that, I think I took a similar attitude when it came to when it came to trading. Um, trading is not a science. That's a fact. Um, you get varied results. What's important is that you pick yourself up, work with your current trade, um, adjust it if it's adjustable, and make the most money that you can make out of, out of the current trade. You don't have to cry over spilled milk, um, so to speak. Yeah. Just get over it and move on. It doesn't sound friendly, it doesn't sound easy, and it's not easy, but just get over it and move on. Find yeah. a better trade, find the next trade, and then that's it, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. But now, now here's my question. Um, when, when, whenever you're reviewing a trade, right, post exiting mm-hmm. the trade because now you're less, emotional, uh, 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 less emotionally invested into that trade, how do you, mm-hmm. especially the ones where uh, maybe your stop was hit after trailing it and it rallies, how do you, when you want to kind of adjust your methodology or your methods or your strategy, like how do you differentiate between uh emotionally or rather the temptation to kind of emotionally change your winning formula based on the last trade because you know the 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 markets are random in in their nature so those things will mm-hmm. happen from time to time where you trail a stop based on your methodology that usually always works but on this particular mm-hmm. trade, it, 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 it didn't work out as, as, as... So now going on to the next trade, how do you now differentiate to say, okay, I'm learning from this experience or this experience is just one of those things that, that happen in the market? Mm. Um, one thing that I read um, from this guy, uh, Reina Teo, you probably know him, he's quite big on the online trading scene. Um, he said, um, always have your rule book. Um, and trading, I think I've mentioned this, is a probabilities game. Mm-hmm. It's more of an art it's more, uh, than a science. Um, what worked the previous trade might not work on the next trade. But you know from your back testing that this works, this works more often than not. Yeah. So when it doesn't work and you're reviewing your trade, you don't beat yourself up because as long as you followed your rules, you can take your loss. It's unlike taking a loss from a random trade where if you go to your rule book and you start ticking the boxes and you see you tick none of the boxes and then you took a loss, you don't feel bad. You actually, I actually, let me tell you what I do. I actually write on my journal. It serves me right because I did not follow my rules. But when I take a loss and I followed my rules, I, I write, um, cheer up because I've made money based on this strategy, based on the strategy more often than not. This is just that one black ship that decided to go off the rail and go off the script and do its own thing. But that's the market for you. So 
it's very, very important to be disciplined. I, it's something that I've learned recently as well. It's not something that I learned some time ago, but it's something that I learned recently that really, really be strict with your rules. Um, if you're really strict with your rules, when you make money from a trade, you start seeing, or should I say, if you're really consistent, consistent with your rules and sticking to them, you will really start um, seeing constant results and your results won't be random. Um, you will see more often than not, it works yeah. um, because you've backtested the strategy. So try, as like I said, it's almost impossible to not involve emotions in the trading game because it's money involved. <laughs> <laughs> but really try. Um, stay away from the screen. If you've opened a position, stay away from the screen. Um, do other things, keep yourself busy, keep your mind busy, read a book, um, listen to a sermon or something. Um, uh, you know what I'm trying to say? So that yeah. you avoid the temptation of playing around with your trade. And the moment you start fidgeting around with your trade, then that's where mis costly mistakes happen. Yeah, I know. I, I love, I love your, your, your answer to that, man. And, um, you know, speaking about about also staying away from the screen from time to time, most of the mistakes that I've made have made because I was on my screen or my screen happened to be opened during the periods where generally I shouldn't be looking at the screen because of the type of trading or the style of trading that I, that I do. Um, because I'm a swing trader and I trade end of day, uh, I have no business looking at the charts um, intraday. And most of the mistakes that I've, uh, most of the trading mistakes that I've made, all of them were intraday. None of them were, uh, uh, were <laughs> during the times where I'm actually supposed to be looking at the charts. Mm, mm, mm. It, it, I can relate 100%. Yeah. And what, what has been your biggest lesson, you know, trading the markets 2020? Because we, we've had quite a volatile year in whatever sure. asset class that you, you trade, whether you're trading equities or you're trading commodities or FX, we've had quite a wild year. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> uh, when, <laughs> one thing um, that happened, I remember the, 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 the stock market crash uh, earlier Second this March. year. Yes, I took a knock big time. Um, to lick my wounds, um, try to change my strategy here and there, um, switched from higher time frames to a bit lower time frame. Um, I changed, um, I tried to, how do I put it, adapt by switching very, to very, very low time frames like your 15 minutes, 20 minute charts, 30 minute charts, so that I don't find myself holding a position uh, overnight, um, especially over the weekend. I try to avoid such. Um, if I have an open position on Friday, I try to close it um, before Monday, before market closes uh, because stuff was happening. Um, it was just hectic. Um, so I try to, 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 you know, adjust here and there. The biggest lesson, though, is 
that the market needs you to be always changing because the market is always changing itself. You don't have to be too rigid. Um, you can always be flexible as well um, because it's, it also changes. Um, if your strategy is not working, for example, one, one, one such example I can use is if I use moving averages um, for my trading, then, uh, then in a, in generally in a trending market, if, if the market gets stuck in a range, then that strategy won't work for me. So mm -hmm. I need to be ever, ever changing and always adapting. Um, if I take a couple of losses that are too much, I stay away from the market, I stay away from the screens, I take a week off um, just to regroup and to recover because trust me, the thing just messes up your brain because it's money involved, bro. Yeah, yeah. It really, really messes you up. You find yourself scared to pull the trigger on something that you normally pull the trigger on. So it's good to take a break. It's good to to change. Um, that's that's how I survived 2020, to be honest. Um, March was a hard, hard period. March, April, especially when we were going into the hard lockdown uh, here in SA. I lost quite a bit, but then things started improving as I started to change as well and adapt and do things differently. Um, now I'm slowly but surely going back to my strategy, which I which I've been using, and things are starting to can I say normalize a bit? Maybe I'm getting far too uh, far ahead of myself, but I'm going back to the strategy that I normally use. Mm. Um, looking at my one hour, four hour chart, I've stopped looking at my 15 minutes, uh, 30 minutes charts um, because, well, that's too fast. But anyways, yeah, I'm sure you get the idea. You yeah, just need yeah. to be ready to change, yes. Yeah, and, and how do you distinguish between um, adapting because the market is changing and uh, uh, strategy hopping, as it were, you know, back in the, uh, back when we, you know, I think you had a similar experience where you were just strategy hopping uh, um, uh, when you when you started trading. So, how do you differentiate between okay, I'm adapting because the market has changed, or, or now, uh, um, you know, I'm just strategy hopping and just maintain that discipline. Well, I wouldn't call it strategy hopping to say I do have different strategies of trading the market. Oh. which I trust. Yes. So when I say I'm changing my strategy, it doesn't mean I'm moving into, into the unknown. It's something that I've also taken time to backtest, uh, like on a weekend or not just one weekend, by the way, maybe a month, uh, a full month where I'm really backtesting my thing and seeing if it's really working, if it's really worth it. Um, yes. So it's something when I say I'm changing, it's when I see that my strategy right now is not making me money. Let me go back to my others. Let me try my other strategy, which I've also tested, which I also trust. And then that's basically how I'm trying to say I change and adapt. It's not to say that I'm system hopping. Because yeah. system hopping, I would say it's more of a trial and error. But yeah. trial and error for me, in my experience, 
I'd rather do it on a demo. I've got nothing to lose there. There's no emotions there. There's just lessons and more lessons to be learned there. So, yeah, yeah, that's basically how I answer, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. No, the reason why I was asking uh, is because there's a very thin line between, you know, adapting a a new strategy as the market is is changing and just system hopping as well. That line is quite thin. And, you know, just wanting to make sure that, um, that that wasn't the case. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, Sean, I thank you very you. much, man. Uh, I really appreciate these chats. Um, is there anything you want to add, Maji? No, no, man. It's, it's uh, nothing, really. I always enjoy having a chat with you. Um, I, like I said, I follow you religiously now. I always listen to your podcast. Um, I know I don't um, join the Zoom meetings for Wednesdays these days because I've got a few commitments, but I watch the delayed shows. I really enjoy your stuff. Keep, keep, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, man. You, you're doing a great job. I'll be honest. Eh? No, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I've, I've learned quite a lot from you and from this experience of doing the podcast and the Wednesdays as well. Um, unfortunately, this particular show will be uh, published a day later than on the Wednesday, but do join us every Wednesday and the link to the uh, recorded version of the, of the webcast will be in the, in the show notes below. Again, thank you very much for hanging with us. Um, be sure not to miss another episode of The Village Trader by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher. We are on Spotify, Google, iTunes, basically any podcatcher uh, where good podcasts are aggregated. Um, be sure to also subscribe to our newsletter and our new our mailing list um, not to miss another episode or articles that we do publish thank you for chilling with us check you next time on the village trader sean my man thank you very much for your time how it was cool cheers <laughs>